running. I always take what I want and I always give it. Hip hop was good. Hip hop was good. It's your boy Rob D in the building, aka Rob DZ, BKA at the Bird Rob D on IG. You already know what it is. We are still in season five, the transformation. Uh, this is going to be episode nine, and we are making a stop in Cleveland, Ohio. My mistakes from last week, you all. I thought Kid Cudi was from Chicago. I misspoke. I, I apologize. I misspoke last week. Kid Cudi is originally from Cleveland. So we're taking a trip up to Cleveland uh, to talk about Kid Cudi. Nonetheless, man, lots of great things going on this week. Thank you all for tuning in, listening, watching, whatever may have you. Um, we appreciate all the love and support. Uh, we continue to push the culture forward. And there is no other... Uh, there's lots of significant figures in the culture in the 20 teens, but Kid Cudi definitely um, is misunderstood for sure. And we're going to talk about that in this episode to bring that to light and all the things that he has in regards to contributions to the world of hip hop. However, my special guest today is a Diggy A2 uh, alumni, Mr. Dion Brown, who was the head of DB Entertainment, you know, of all the likes of uh, Mac Xavier, 36 and Brimstone, Chevin KC, uh my man a uh, satisfied raps um he gonna kick my ass i forgot everybody off the top of my head man but nonetheless man he's the head of an entire entertainment group he also has a playlist on our channel as well uh you know featuring all the fellas um and their contributions man and he is here with us today to talk about kid cuddy and some of the things that he got going on so uh without further ado i'm gonna bring this man in so y'all can meet him see him once again and uh dion what is good big homie Talk to the folks, man. What's up, everyone? Yeah, uh, I'm happy to be here, man. <laughs> Who, you know, who's I, I missing, man? Who's I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. So, Graham Spiff Shipley. You said who? Graham Spiff Shipley. Spiff, and that was it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's okay, 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 okay. Now he's Graham Shipley. I forgot about that. Shout out, that's shout right. out to, shout out to Graham, man. What's good? So. If anybody doesn't remember Dion, Dion was on uh, the Tupac Shakur episode, which, which I was telling Dion before we got on, if anybody knows anything about the audio side, Tupac is our biggest episode on the audio side. Dion is a part of that. Our biggest episode on the audio side is Tupac Shakur. The episode is a hip-hop legend. He is a part of that. So thank you, Dion, for spending time out of your busy schedule coming on today, man. I appreciate you. But there are a couple of things I got to get out about Kid Cudi before we get into the discussion. Um, so we're going to start off with Kid Cudi, one time, well, actually two-time Grammy Award winner, one-time BT Hip Hop Award winner. His Grammys come from Kanye West, All of the Lights song, but back in 2011, he has some production credits or I think written credits uh, for that song. That's where his two Grammys come from. Um, he was on the 2009 XXL freshman class. And what he also did is when he made his commercial albums, he did a Man of the Moon series. So Man of the Moon uh, 1 was released in 2009. It had, you know, Day and Night, Make or Say, you know, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And then he did the other. Uh, the next one was right after that, which was The Legend of Mr. Rager uh, or Rager. I think it's Rager. Is it Rager or Rager? Rager. Rage, okay, I know it was one of them too. November, released in November 2010, had Erase Me on there. Uh, then The Chosen, which was the last series, which was released in December 2020, which is outside of our scope. But his first album was uh, two times platinum. The second album was one time platinum. And then he went back into his hip hop bag. And I'll talk about him going to his bag back and forth. It called In the Kid. In August 2013, uh, I like on there Solo Dodo with K Dot, man. That, that, one go, that one go mean. I like that one, a one time gold album. Then he did Satellite Flight, the I think the journey of the drive of another moon. Uh, it was coming with these crazy names for his, for his albums, man. That was released in two, February 2014. But his most significant album 
in my opinion, is Speeding Bullet to Heaven, uh, which was released in December of 2015. I'm going to come back to that um, here in a little bit. I'm sure Dion's going to chime in on this one as well, too, because that album is significant. It's probably one of the most significant albums in the culture of the 2010s. I'm going to come back to that for specific reasons. And then I have on here last Passion Pain and Demon Slaying released in December 2016 when he went back into hip hop. And there's a couple other albums after that. Um, I didn't get to it in this uh, particular episode, but nonetheless, Kid Cudi is a staple in hip hop. He's a staple, I would say, in music and music, period. So to start my discussion, Dion, first off, thank you, brother, for being on today. Shout out to your whole entire crew, your family, man. And uh, I got to start up with this, man. When we think about Kid Cudi, what's the first thing that you think about when you think about his artistry, bro? So when I think about Kid Cudi's artistry, I, I think Kid Cudi really brought in emotion to hip hop uh, and and it provided an avenue where people don't have to be masculine and beefy and they, you don't have to have hatred in your hip hop in order to you know sell albums or connect with an audience you know he brought in you know his depression his battle with his inner demons his um, you know the the struggles he had in his world and he put it out there in a way that he's like I know you guys are feeling this too and now you guys can see I'm feeling these things. Um, and it really helped to draw a connection or a parallel between him and, you know, the, the audience he was intending to hit. And for me, that speaks to his artistry. You know, he's, he didn't have to be in the same lane of thugging or, you know, pushing violence or, you know, women, things like that. He, he speaks very candidly about how he, he wasn't smooth with the chicks and he, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't a, all-star in sports and you know he he really was just that that shy kid at the desk you know drawing things having these big ideas and one day was able to push them the way that he wanted them to go um yeah. so that, that speaks a lot to what i think he did for the culture yeah absolutely man i, I could not have said it any other better articulate any better dion um what, what i would say when i think about kid cuddy um, there were some songs I listened to this past week. I was like, oh shit, that was Kid Cudi. I forgot about that, man. Like, oh damn, my bad, man. Like, so he had like, some hidden tracks I forgot about. Um, but you talked about um, mental health awareness, um, going through things, fighting demons. And Kid Cudi talks a lot about that. He pours his heart out into his music, but not so much early on. So talk about the early days, Dion, about Kid Cudi in the 2009 version uh, of Kid Cudi and his music. So how did you first resonate with Kid Cudi when you first heard his music? How did you feel about that? How did you feel about him and his music? How did you connect with it? So the first, uh, first bit of Kid Cudi I heard was his mixtape. Uh, that he took out to uh, New York whenever he left, uh, whenever he left Ohio, he went out to New York and he was peddling this mixtape. It was called A Kid Named Cuddy. And uh, that's where he first put out Day and Night before he, you know, re-released it on his debut album. But on that mixtape, man, he had songs like uh, The Prayer. Uh, he had That New New. I don't know yeah. if you've heard that one on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You know, it's a banger man so good it couldn't go any further than just that mixtape because he sampled too many things and right. you know, he didn't want to get sued and stuff but yeah uh, that was the first introduction to kid cuddy i had uh was the kid named cuddy mixtape day and night things like that um you know trolling the youtube and myspace days back in 2008 and 2009 um and right. man, those those songs really were deep and like i said before they they showed a not softer side to hip hop because it there was nothing soft about it, but it 
it was introspective. You know, he, he let you in on his thoughts more than his actions. Yeah. And um, that was a first for me as far as hip hop. You know, I'm, I'm used to more action hip hop, meaning like, you know, they're talking about what they're doing, where they're going, who they're seeing. Instead, it was him talking about what he was feeling, what he was thinking, the things that were happening uh, around his his mental at that time yeah um and that's what drove me to kid cuddy because you know i i did not have the most satisfying upbringing in the world so um, mm-hmm. you know i i drew a quick parallel to kid cuddy because at the time i i was battling demons of my own too so um you know it was nice to have music that was relatable um and that i felt like i could vibe to that closely you know yeah thank you for disclosing dion i know that's tough it's not hard I'm um, saying it's it's not uh, easy rather to talk about you know those those demons you fighting and and the whatever the um whether it's things in your environment or whether it's just your own internal mental demons whichever way that it is we all are fighting something I think that Kid Cudi the way he articulated the, his his life you know what I mean was 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 art and it's super artsy super crafty uh, and he and he showed a couple different sides of himself too like uh, I make her say you know he had him and Kanye and Common on there that whole. Uh, Midwest connection, and that was kind of dope, kind of braggadocio kind of style, but it was still super dope. I still like the song though, with that the sample from Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that sample from there was super dope. Um, but I, I love the I love the early Kid Cudi, and I love the middle Kid Cudi. So I'm gonna jump all the way to 2015. Uh, the album Speed Bullet to Heaven, and the reason why I want you all to go check out Speed Bullet to Heaven is because that is an alternative rock album let me reiterate that one more time for you all so you can understand this thing this is a hip-hop artist that i'm talking about on the platform that did an alternative rock album the entire thing was an alternative rock album it is absolutely flawless it really really is and it's hard for me to say that as a as a hip-hop fan that doesn't really get into rock or alternative music but it is flawless and and i and i slept on it and i want to talk about this dion because one of his influencers as he was coming through music or coming through music was Kurt Cobain. And I saw a lot of parallels of what he was saying on that album to Kurt Cobain and his demise. Recipes of Kurt Cobain for sure. Uh, talents had gone way too soon uh, in music, uh, in music history. But he drew a lot of parallels to that. Talked about a lot of his, his demons. He talked about a lot of the uh, uh, mental battles that he was going through, man. So talk to me about that, that particular album and that particular sound. And then... Talk to me about the risk. It takes a lot of risk to be a hip hop artist, to do a rock album. I know people are starting to do it now and it's, and it's trendy now, but this is probably one of the first ones I actually saw or listened to that was a complete rock album. Besides, I think Wayne did one too. I think maybe Wayne did one in early 2020s also, but this one is a full rock album, alternative. It's absolutely flawless, man. So Dion, what are your thoughts? How do you resonate with that, with that album? And uh, how's it how's it hit for you? Does it hit a little bit different for you, being that he's a hip hop artist doing rock music? Or yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, um, it, it's not what you expected when you heard Kid Cudi was dropping another album. You know, you would think you were going to get that euphoric, almost you know, not trippy, but you know that sound that Kid Cudi is so iconic for. You yep. know, the man on the moon being out there in outer space, and you know, having those that feeling of gravitating a bit more towards hip-hop and then he drops this this album that's got no electric uh beat production at all it was live instrumentals through the entire thing uh like you said it was it was just a different vibe from kid cuddy than what you had expected or anticipated and at the time you know like you said there wasn't it wasn't trendy to do things like that. So he took a major leap um, going away from what he had made his name with and what 
what solidified him as an iconic artist and then took what he had and said, I want to try this. And, you know, uh, that speaks a lot to me because uh, especially now in the world of TikTok and, yeah. you know, trends like that, you you notice that these influencers and these these accounts, they make a video and it blows up and then they make a hundred videos just like it because that's what their audience wants to see or that's, you know, that's what they're now known for. He was like, I'm, I'm creative. I, I have bigger ambitions than just the same old thing. I have more to offer you. Right. Um, so I, was it a risk? Yes. But was it one worth taking? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. And when I was reading about that album in particular, Kid Cudi said, and I quote, um, he said that this album was my cry for help, Dion. He said this yeah. was my cry for help. And he literally pours his heart out into that album. I think it's probably his best work to date, to be honest with you. Even, even more so than the Man on the Moon series. Even though I like Man on the Moon 1, that one actually really, really solid. I'm not going to front. But when I got to the Rock album, I was like, yo, like, I didn't even know this was even in his catalog. So that it reminded me, like, oh, shit. Like, okay, well, maybe I need to go back and, and research and, and study and do some more look into hip-hop and how it's um, not just in one lane, where Kid Cudi did a complete entire alternative rock album. It is a hip-hop artist doing these things in 2015. And I think, like I said, I think Wayne did it uh, a little while back. I can't think of the name of the actual Wayne rock album. But my, my point is, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't happen that often and when it's done and done correctly it can sound flawless it is a flawless rock album and anybody that's fighting demons or or going through stuff like that take a listen to that album it definitely could, could help you ease through some of that because he's, he's probably speaking to right into the to listener and what they're going through uh whether it's good bad or indifferent and it, and it sounds good too man you know what i mean there's like dion mentioned there's no uh electronics used or nothing like that it's all acoustics it's, it's, it's fire, man. It really is fire, man. So my last, man, Dion. so my last thoughts about Kid Cudi. When I think about Kid Cudi and his legacy, let's think about legacy for a minute. So one of the things about what the word legacy is. So legacy is leaving something behind for the next generation to pick up, either make better or mold it or remember or memorialize it, uh, whatever that may have you. When we think about Kid Cudi, when he's done making music, what do you think his legacy is going to look like to the world of music? And mention I said the world of music and not hip hop, because this man can do it all. He's doing writing, production. He produces his own music. You know, so what, what is his legacy he's going to leave behind for the world of music? He he speaks for the individual, I think. You know, there's there are some artists that, you know, you you think of them and you think of what they encompassed entirely. They You know, some people they don't speak for themselves or for the individual. They speak for a group of people. Like, you know, yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is DMX. When you think DMX, Perfect. you think about the Rough Riders. He's got a, a group of people that he encompasses with his music. Or like when you think of uh, NWA or Dr. Dre, you think about the West Coast. Or when you right. think about Biggie, you think about New York. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they, they have a sound and their music really took on to a group of people. Whereas I think Kid Cudi speaks to the individual. He really puts you in a headspace that tells you that you really can do anything you set your mind to. And, you know, times are tough, you know, things are hard always, but um, you know, if a, if a young man from Ohio can, can find a way to make his dreams come true, you know, um, and Kid Cudi did not have the easiest life growing up. You know, he lost his father at 10 and, you know, things were things were rough for him all over. Um, you know, had to uproot his entire life and move out. He dropped out of college after only a year. He, you know, he he's a man who tried and failed a lot of things. And I think that's what made him a success. And as far as his legacy, 
being able to be vulnerable and, um, you know, let people in to what he was thinking and feeling rather than just flaunting his success or his ambition, I think is what's going to solidify his legacy for years to come. Uh, I have, I could not have said it any better, Dion. Um, and what I'll end off for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is this quote or this not necessarily a quote, but a statement that I made uh, with Zach Frost, who's also part of DB Entertainment. Shout out to Zach Frost, Frosty from VGE, man. He was with me for Juice World, And I remember, remember mentioning in, in the Juice World episode that it's okay to not be okay, you guys. It's okay, right? It's, it's, so, it's okay to seek out help. So it's okay to do a cry for help. And Kid Cudi talks about it uh, just as articulate as any other hip-hop artist in the game today. So with that being said, Dion, we're going to start wrapping things up, man. Uh, another another, uh, another one, another dope-ass episode, man. I appreciate you, bro. But throughout all of Season 5, uh, Dion and uh, all the rest of the audience already knows uh, that we have been giving a hands-up, don't-shoot salute for Dante Wright, who lost his life in April of 2021, um, you know, due to just... Uh, just police, I won't say police brutality, just just uh, unfortunate circumstance with him and the police. And we got to stop this, you guys. We got to get better. But Dion, if you could join me, I'm putting your hands up in the air for me one time, my brother. I'm going to say hands up. You're going to say don't shoot. We're going to repeat that chant three times for life and memory for Dante Wright uh, and all the others that we have lost due to social injustice. So Dion, one time, hands up. Don't shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. Rest in peace, Dante. Rest in peace to Dante Wright and all the others that we have lost through the social injustice in the United States of America. So, Dion, my man, Dion Brown has been here for the second time. He is an alumni. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Dion is really like probably one of the closest dudes to me when we first started out. And he's been ride or die ever since, man. So, Dion, we love you, man. We love you. We love you to death, man. And family, give me some man. shout outs, bro. Give me some shout outs, man. Who you shouting out this week, fam? Shoot. Uh, so I, I got a laundry list of people that I need to shout out for this one, right? So uh, my first shout out uh, goes to the DB Entertainment crew. Man, they've been they've held me down for a long time. Uh, speaking to mental health, um, you know, I, I had a, a small message go out to them not too long ago, letting them know that I've been working on myself. I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes that uh, I'm trying to try to piece myself back together a little bit. And they've really held me down through, you know, the pandemic. And, you know, as we've been trying to build back towards live music and shows coming back and stuff, they've uh, they've all done a really good job of of holding down DB Entertainment, making sure that it, the the momentum that we picked up in those early years hasn't really gone away. Um, so shout out to them, man. Shout out to the guys. I love them so much. Right. Shout out to you and your wife, Jess, man. I, I tell you guys um, not enough how much you guys have influenced me and how much uh, your support means to me. I'm telling you, I've, I've met a lot of people in my time. I try to go out and shake hands, you know, and, and meet <laughs> as many people as possible, but uh, consistency, man, you guys are, are consistently just a positive energy. You want, everyone around you to succeed and you really do a great job of uplifting the people around you Appreciate uh, it, bro. And it means the world to us man like not just me no. but the the people around me that know you you know it, it's it's inspiring man i love you guys no doubt man word and, uh next uh kim kimberly heinish i i'm so thankful for her uh she is one of the people who uh who really took me to Kid Cudi, um, as far as his music, uh, she went with me to a concert in 2013 to go see Kid Cudi out in Champaign. Um, we had a great time that night. She's been 
uh, a damn good friend to me for years, somebody that I can confide in, somebody I've, um, you know, been able to, to share, you know, my demons with. Um, yeah. She's been there for me, walked me through some of them. She's been so supportive. Couldn't have asked for a better friend there. Uh, my beautiful wife, Tiffany. I love her dearly. My daughter, Emerson. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, my list goes on and on and on. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, I, I, I just appreciate anybody who's been a part of the DB Entertainment journey. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to have been connected with people like you and uh, Jess and to be a, a guest on the Diggy A2 podcast now three times, man. means the world. Let's go, Dion. I appreciate you, man. My shout-out to Sharp, man. Shout-out to Dion, the DB Entertainment crew, uh, who has been a staple with this podcast since its inception. So uh, I can't even, uh, as Dion mentioned, I'm going to echo what he just said. I can't even, um, in my heart, like, tell him right now, like, how much of a, uh, of a genius he is and the artists that he put together, the music that his guys put together, and the support that they give, man. Like, they give mass support, man. It could be, like, the worst episode I ever taped, they still going to tune in. They still going to push it because that's how that's how they are, man. And, and, I, and I'm the same way, man. I, and I still listen to 36 and Brimstone, that album still to this day, man. So shout out to 36 and Brim, man. I'm still listening to it. Um, but shout out to you, Dion, your movement, everything you've done, put together for those fellows, man, and all the music, the creativity y'all have done and put together and being a part of our journey. So being a part of my journey. So my success is your success as well, brother. Like I mentioned to you all, Dion is a part of the largest downloaded episode that we've ever had on this platform, the late, great Tupac Shakur, man. I didn't do the episode by myself. That was with Dion. Shout out to Dion for that, uh, for that assist, man. And then other than that, man, shout out to family, dude. Shout out to family and just uh, living right, staying right. And next week, we're going to be talking about Mr. Post Malone, one of my one of my favorite like rhythm and blues, singy, songy, hip-hop artists. Very, very different. Very, very charismatic and uh, outside the norm um, is what I would say with that. So we'll be talking post on next week. But y'all know the slogan, man. Stay safe. Stay humble. Stay hip hop. All right. One to observe, man. Peace. Now wake up. It's time to look at the enemy. Look in the mirror if he is no friend of me. It's not working out. Maybe it's the chemistry. It's time to break up so I can make a better me. Better believe in your mind. Cause it's everything you can mold shape